sing you a song to let you know how ready I am. What a great way to start the sport project this week. We do have Chris and Sasha and no Carlo. It's because he scored too many goals on the weekend. Definitely was, uh, we're talking about soccer, not scoring anywhere else because I think he'd be in the doghouse after being out for too long. Don't forget, you can uh, swipe in on everything that we have in all the major podcast platforms. Just check it out at thesportproject.net.au. But boys, we have a fair bit to talk about tonight. The rugby, I think we've all turned into, uh, well, Kiwi favourites, I think I'd like to say. Uh, we've got Chris's little bubs in the background. We've got to talk about Lomo. There was a lot of excitement around that oh. with the Lomachenko fight. I think Smithy and I both feel like that rumour about Santa is going to get announced shortly as well. Uh. Plenty of NRL action, including the Dalian wash-up as well. And, uh, well... Sash loves his cars, so we'll probably dabble into something that happened with a couple of hot laps around Bathurst as well too. But how are we, gents? Extremely well. <laughs> Extre- I was waiting for Chris. I was waiting for Chris, I'm not going to lie, but I am extremely well. I was well. waiting for you. Oh, look at us, gentlemen. See? Ladies first. We both thought the same thing. <laughs> oh, whatever. And she spoke, didn't she? Oh, tremendous. <laughs> but he's happy because he's just bought a bar. Tell us a bit about your bar before we set off talking about sport and health and tell yeah. us how you're going to ruin everybody's lives. Yep, so just bought a bar in Burley. It's called Harry's um, Harry Sports Bar. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. I was just about to tell you how I'm about to drink my own body weight and piss tonight and then we're going to turn it upside down and shake it. What, so you just having one beer? We'll be bankrupt tomorrow. <laughs> and Chris, you're not welcome. Uh, it's all right. I'm not allowed in the estate anyway. I can't even leave my house. 25Ks, <laughs> airport's further than that. So, so you're lucky. But I'll tell you what, when we are allowed out, we should probably all fly up there regularly and just conduct some sports pod- project podcasts from um, Harry's Sports Bar, because that's what it is, right? It's a sports bar. Yep, 100%, mate. And um, yeah, Renee, you can get free beers and you'll be buying double. <laughs> Nah. Dudes drink free. Dudes drink free. Exactly. That's why I'm drinking for free and you're not your big girl. <laughs> um, if anyone who hasn't uh, jerried onto the fact that Smithy is still locked up down in Melbourne, uh, they've got pretty much no cases, but I think no one's actually told Smithy that everyone else is allowed out except for him. So it's like the Truman Show. Yeah. Basically yeah, it is, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, considering everyone else can go play golf, but your course is another 30Ks out of that radius, I really feel like we're, we're, we've hit the body there. Uh, look, look here, I've got a golf net in the back garden. Every one of them's down the fairway. I've had three holes in ones just this afternoon. So, oh, you know, polish, babe, really care. polish. So what, so what are the new restrictions there, Chris? It's 25Ks now. Is that is that in effect now? Yep, yep, yep. You can travel 25Ks. Golf's open, tennis is open. Um, gyms are still closed, but you can have 40 people in an outdoor swimming pool. Just some fucking bizarre regulations that he's thrown around right now. I think you can yeah. actually have 10 people or so in a dance class, but you can't have anybody inside a gym. Uh, I, again, really weird. Retail has just copped it. Oh, and I want to get my hair cut yesterday for the first time in 10 weeks, as you can see. You look now, fresh. Now, the barbers that I went to was absolutely rammed, and I do mean rammed. You can get 65,000 people inside one small barber shop down the <laughs> Straight, but you can't have anybody in a gym. Uh, or watching uh, the footy down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, mate, it's just some of the most bizarre rules and regulations, and it's got a lot of Victoria absolute, absolute uproar. If there isn't riots on the street pretty soon, I don't know when there will be. But uh, I, I, look, I, I think he's under no choice, really. But he's got to he's got to start lifting restrictions a lot sooner than he said he would. My favourite part about Queensland is that uh, they opened up the bubble to extend to Byron Bay. However, that's pretty much where all Sydney siders are going at the the moment so the cross contamination there it's, is just like it's dumb it's so dumb. dumb so not only is that um a thing but also they've opened up across 
um, state thing between the ACT and Queensland. So you can freely fly from here, from Queensland to the ACT, and then back. However, the ACT New South Wales border is not um, manned at all. So anyone from New South Wales can easily drive into ACT and then fly into Queensland and then say, or you have to tick a box and say, no, you don't have COVID and no, you haven't been in a hotspot and you're in you're in Queensland. Does that mean you finally get down to your place in Barrow then and you don't have to quarantine? Look, Renee, I do not break the rules. I will fly into Canberra. I will fly drone from Canberra to check on my place in Barrow and <laughs> I will fly back um, and declare the honest truth on that de- declaration. Actually, I can see your mum and dad behind you right now, so you're actually in barrel, aren't you? I'm actually in barrel right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's yeah. start talking about the footy. Um, let, let's kick off with a start. I ended up, well, we always talk about how good my punting is because I'm just such a legend. Um, and I definitely wasn't this weekend. <laughs> it fell. I, I think if you recall, we never spoke about how good your punting was in the first place. You spoke about how good your punting was. I, I also, <laughs> I also said agrees. it was going to get real shit real quick. <laughs> That's why I was like, don't, don't go with me on this. And that's it. And you'd really damned yourself, didn't you? You I did. Absolutely damned yourself. To I that. did. And do you know where it started this time was uh, actually with the Ra- actually well the races were before that, but I put it on the Raras because we drew the last game and we, I think we were paying six bucks to win. And so I was just like, mm, not a bad uh, shout. Ch- 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 yeah. Sasha, tell us more about how that went. <laughs> oh man, like there was a lot of hopes um, for the Wallabies and you know new coach, new team, and um, look first half you give it to them. Hey, they're, they're right in the game there, and I actually tuned in at the start of the second half. And I couldn't believe what I was watching. Within two minutes of the second half, the All Blacks went in and they just kept going in, going in, going in. The Wallabies' defence was absolutely horrendous. Um, I don't know, hey, I don't know what's going on there, but we seem to get our hopes up just because we draw against the All Blacks. Like a draw for us is like a win these days. Um, And then we go out and we play like that. Mob bust, a silver lining to um, that shit performance was, I really like the look of that young fella, a Jordan Patea, I think his name is, number 22, the curly head. He just had a lot of go on him. Um... Played well, had good speed out in the backs, good utility, and I think he'd be the player to watch. But for mine, the Wallabies are still the um, the Wallabies. Hey, they're still rubbish, and they still got a long way to go. I mean, how would you ever think about taking a six dollar shot at the Wallabies? They was pretty lucky to get back to a draw last week. So, what did you think was going to switch and make it so much different this week? Me and my fluking penty. <laughs> <laughs> because I because I had twenty bucks on it, the six to one. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Because um, a lot of fluky shit's happened to me the last couple of weeks in terms of betting. So I thought I'll I'll be the one to fix them. Yeah. So <laughs> now for us to win win the series, we're going to win the next two. Yes. Yeah, so um, they've, they've got to go head over and go to Fortress A and Z. Yeah. Which I do not like our chances. So no. I dare say the blood is low. Goes back to New Zealand for the fiftieth year in a row, and we might as well just wave it away. Hey, we're never going to win it. Might as well take. Do they even bother flying it over? No, they. They just kept it in the cabinet locked up. <laughs> they Zoom call it. <laughs> they take a picture of it. Yeah. Zoom it in. This is what you could have won. I think there's a video of the bloke with the key going to open it. And he went, fucking just kidding. You guys are idiot. And just walks off. Yeah. So, um, oh, look, hopefully we can win it. I'd love us to win it. It'd be amazing. But um, I just don't see it happening. I just, the All Blacks are way too good. They've just got bloody strength after strength of reserves. Like their reserve grade side would be the best team in Australia. Hmm. The, 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 I mean, the funny part is it's all fallen into place now. The reason why New Zealand have said we might just create this little travel bubble with Australia, it's just so they can take the best <laughs> flight. Fly over here, we'll laugh directly in your face about the blood is load, about every rugby match we ever play, or we'll just abuse you in person. 
person. So that's, that's, that's the real reason behind this little travel bubble. My favourite oh. meme through the whole time was like the only trophy that, um, or the only cup that Australia will be winning during the rugby challenge is the Far Cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I had a better Kiwi accent, sorry. That is not too bad. <laughs> like not bad, good side. But talking um, about gambling, talking about gambling, um, Chris, I believe you gave me a tip. It was like six weeks ago, very elegant. Very elegant. Oh. Yeah, I got it at $13 and won. Did you? Yeah. Boom. Yeah, thank you very much for that, sir. You're most welcome. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it returned at about $5. Top top would have been about five ten, five twenty. So you did good there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, more than double. I had um, fifty on it. Shouldn't have been such a dollars. No, it's 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 short for you that. I mean, you've you've grown these huge pair of kahunas since you've been drinking fucking I don't know trip four x gold in in Gold Coast and and punting in the local RSL and you know being able to go out every weekend. You've got some real kahunas in terms of punting. You've been going quite big, haven't you? Mm, I have been. Yep, and fifty bucks is not one of my biggest bets. No, no, quite surprised <laughs> at that. I thought they would have been another zero at least. Yeah, it got scared. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I've got a hole in the bottom of my punting account and it got drained. It was a really bad day. Like a really, really, really bad day. I did get um, some money back on Bivouac, but I went on it at the last minute because Jamie Rogers yeah. gave us a tip. I was at, I was at the race course, boys, so that was nice. Um, emceeing for Lion. So all of uh, Sasha's favourite Forex needs. Seriously, I, you know what's funny? 4X is obviously a mid-strength beer, and I don't just drink it because I'm up here. I've always liked the Milton Mango, but I've, I saw something on Batuta Advocate like maybe two months ago, and it said, like, man um, realises he's middle middle aged by starting to drink mid-strengths at the pub, and I've just really hit home, hey, that's all I do now. It's just mid-strengths and be middle-aged and watch my receding hairline just go back at a rapid rate. <laughs> is that all you're going to be serving at Harry's? Uh Yes, hopefully, because I yeah, I um I purchase a bar. My involvement in the bar is purely financial, and then to assist with the fit out and do the do the layout, which I'm doing with the architect at the moment. Once I hand over to the guys um, who are going to run it, I will not be involved in that pub at all. Besides sinking copious amounts of piss, <laughs> I just figured if you put mid strength on, it only attracts that middle aged man, and then you'll have better better chances on the on the run. Oh, you want to be young blokes coming in to cut your grass? Oh, gotcha. I thought you meant I was going to start uh, batting for the other team, but um. <laughs> anything's possible look I'd support you either way babe yeah exactly get around me (laughs) (laughs) I reckon I reckon you'd be about three years late to the party Renee he's been going like that way for years (laughs) (laughs) I knew something happened over in Christchurch trips yeah, you and I have shared a number of rooms together, Chris, so you'd know. Yes, we have. Yeah, it was all a blur. I don't remember a thing. <laughs> oh, I woke up and some of them drink was spiked. It was weird, hey? <laughs> well, speaking uh, of people who look like their drink was spiked and they also won a few rounds as well too, what did you make of the Lomo Lopez fight? I felt like I found out Santa Claus didn't exist. Uh, I was, honestly, I'm still somewhat dumbfounded. I've watched it two or three times since and I'm trying to work it out. Now, we know Lomachenko is all about his mind games. He's all about winning rounds in various different ways and he trains extremely different than every other boxer we've ever seen and he thinks differently to other boxers and he plays a lot of head games but for the first six rounds it's almost like he wasn't there it was mm. a cardboard cutout of Vasily Lomachenko and Teofimo Lopez you got a 23 year old hungry um, American Mexican that's just really really dislikes him because of the way mm. he supposedly disrespected his father on first introduction and this is a lot of bad blood between them and there's been a lot of shit talk leading into the fight there was a lot of animosity and there's a real a real true hatred between them both so I'm super surprised yes I thought Lomachenko was going to come out and be kind of cautious of the power that Lopez has 
and yeah. the fact that he's not a threat to throw you know the stats in punches thrown that you're sent to be that uh, that speaks for itself yeah. but Lomachenko just fought this chess game for like six rounds of dodging and not throwing back and not necessarily being hit but he wasn't even like, dodging the same way he usually does either no it was just his foot. His foot. Because I mean, he would normally tap you on the front of the head, and while you get up, get your guard up there to cover, he stood behind you or right next to you, punching in the ear hole. But we saw none of that from the Lomachenko that we all know yeah. and love, and that's made him a real household name. So the, the more I watch it, the more confused I am. I've really got no answers. He hasn't openly come out and spoke yet since he had a, a post-fight mm. conference that said, you know, I think the scorecards were wrong. I, I don't think mm. it was that far apart. Which I, I no, there was one agreed. that I thought I don't, was I don't wrong. Think it was that far apart. Yeah. One nineteen to one oh nine which is yeah. way, way off number. But it, it, it just wasn't him. He wasn't mm-hmm. throwing the punches, the combinations, the ducking, the diving. The, uh, the, honestly, and it's just as simple as the Lomachenko that we all know and love wasn't there. And nobody quite knows why yet. Mm. Well, the stats that you were talking about before, if, if anyone hasn't had a chance to see it, um, Lopez threw 659 punches mm. and landed 183 for a connect percentage of 28%. Mm. And then uh, Lomachenko threw less than half the number of the shots. He connected on 141 of 321. So his percentage rate was 44%. Like, I think it was round one, he threw four punches in total. Yeah. Four. Yeah. And, you know, you can kind of understand that. Uh, uh, You see a lot of fights, which is a bit of a a testing game. It's a Mm -hmm. little bit of a chess game, and you you kind of expect one or two rounds of a feel-out session. Not six, not seven. Well, He's he always said he now, takes it's three. Come now that it's, it's come out now that his father's told him to be patient, be patient, mm. don't rush in, don't do this. And, and, and it's come out now that that was his father's um, game plan from the get-go. But I, I honestly cannot understand six, seven rounds of absolutely nothing. Yet you've either got to hope that your, opposition, your, that your opponent's going to punch himself out and you're going to leave himself tired and then you're really going to turn the work on. Mm. Or you've just got that one massive right or left hand, which... It doesn't necessarily have. Yeah. In order in order to finish the fight. And I mean he sat there with my mouth wide open watching the fight. I was like, is I, Chris I frozen or is it? And I think it scared me. No, no, I'm scared I'll me for a long time. <laughs> yeah, well I think we, we mm. were both quite upset about it. I thought the other thing that part that was weird as well too is it's obviously an empty stadium and the broadcasters and the commentators are, are not in the same place. So um, I think it was Lopez denied a microphone in the corner, so that way you, you didn't get any of that interaction that was sort of happening there. Um, and then obviously because the broadcasters were having to feed it back into the commentators, there wasn't that direct. Like they weren't able, you weren't able to see their demeanor. You weren't able to talk, like hear what was getting said. So in between rounds, like to even try and get in the head of that, like the of Lomo's camp. He, there, was, there wasn't that and mm. then these shit fake noises like it would have been such a difference for these fighters to fight in a completely mute boxing ring so there's just so much yeah I mean 2020 hey yeah but it's it's really bizarre I'll be interested to see where Lomachenko goes next Tiafimo Lopez mm. will be in no rush to ever fight yeah. him again anytime soon I don't think he's 23 years old Lomachenko's 32 he could wait a couple of years and if he still wanted to fight him then fight him then but yeah do you know with everything that was on the line a winner take all fight for that performance by Lomachenko it's just well do you know it's, a, it's an Aussie that gets the next bite of the cherry of those two um, and it's not, I'm keep going to think Brubaker it's not Brubaker it's 
Tim Why Zoo. not you come back to that? Tim Zoo, wouldn't it? No, Tim Zoo uh, doesn't get it. It's, oh, shit. All right, I'm going to have to come back to that stat, but there's an Aussie that now gets a, gets a chance because there was no rematch clause nah. in this fight as well, which I thought was quite bizarre. Well, while you have a think about it, there's another fight, a very interesting fight coming up. I think it's 31st of October, which is Alexander Yusek and Derek Chisora. Alexander Yusek, of course, he's very good friends with Lomachenko. They train together. They're basically inseparable. They have a similar kind of fight in style. Uh, Alexander Yusek moved up to heavyweight. Derek Chisora, big hitting English heavyweight. Had a, had a, has had, still has a lot of hatred between Dillian White and wants to fight Anthony Joshua and blah, blah, blah. So they fight on the 31st of October, if my memory serves me correct. Um, but there's been a lot of fun happening between them. Derek Chisora always rocks up with a bandana around his face and a hat on and he's got that real gangster look about him. Alexander Yusek is a bit more of a joker and they're firing at each other on social media. They're through training camps and they're screaming and shouting at each other. So there seems to be um, a fair bit of respect but a, a like friendly rivalry there as well. So I think that's going to be a really interesting fight. I'd love to see how Yusek goes against a heavier opposition in the heavyweight division. With him moving up, he's had a few fights and nothing ever really of a huge stature but Derek Chisora is going to try and walk him down and we'll see how fancy the footwork is then. Well, I think it's exciting. We've got like a really nice back end of um, boxing happening at the end of this year. Obviously, Sasha's well involved on all of it. Mm, I do. I do love it. Tyson, I, I think he's just flicking Theory. through his other laptop. He's, he's flicking through his other laptop, and he's kind of going, oh, "What draft beers can we have on there?" At the pub? <laughs> and, uh, 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 what kind of adult entertainment is deemed as reasonable for twelve-year-olds? Uh, <laughs> oh, you got me! You actually got me. <laughs> Do you know? Um, I got to interview Chuck Hahn at um, the races on Saturday. So Hahn Brewers, Hahn Superdry, and made the oh, Kosciuszko. Um, and he was talking about it, like the new. Kosciuszko cans, if they're cold, you see a snowboarder, and if they're too warm to like drink, then you see a skier. Oh, oh. little fact. They probably got that from Cora's Cora's Light. Do they do the mountains blue? Then it's right to drink. But if it's Ah. not, the cans, yeah, yeah. Wingman beers do do the same sort of blue thing with that as well. It's cool, hey. Yeah, very, very good little intellect, especially for like most part, most people don't even know about it. So it's just like (laughs) cast away. Like, we'll put all this tech into the can and no one know about it. I feel sorry for them though. And like, it was one thing that they, they spoke about on the day. Obviously, a lot of people are drinking from home. And so, you know, there's a lot of, there's still a big turnover in the booze industry. Yeah, as Chris puts his hand up, same, by the way. Um, I'm not even locked in anymore and I'm still doing it. Um, it's the tap, because obviously they make most of their money on tap beer. So they're, they're still hurting, like considering on how much they're sort of turning over in the other area. So Ooh. we should all just take a knee for the beer industry. And Sasha, please just put that tap beer to bed. That's what I'm going to do. Write down harm tap beer, Harry's. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's quite amusing throughout every single lockdown that's been going on around the globe. Bottle holes have always been open. Every yeah. single one of them. Never closed. Never closed. Fucking <laughs> yeah. well. You know what they say? Supply and demand? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what we want. Hey, um, Sasha, you're, as I said, you mentioned you are a car man before. Yes. Uh, little, little, little bit of a Holden man yourself. Um, well, yeah, this. look, my first car was a Holden. I, I had an old HQ1 tonneau. I've had about four or five Holdens. I had a couple of shares, all General Motors. And yeah, Chris, you're going to come at me because now I do have a Ford, correct? I've got a Ford Ranger. Um, however, massive Holden man, big moment on the weekend, Bathurst 1000, Shane Ben Gisbergen, Garth Tander, come out on top um, and won it for Holden. So that'll be the last time you see Holden on the mountain, um, which is a huge shame. A lot of Holden fans out there. I've got a lot of Holden racewear in the, um, in the cupboard, which I will now, you know, treasure. 
up for life. Um, and uh, yeah, look, good win for Shane Van Gisberg. He led for most of the way, and um, yeah, good good for Holden to go out and a win. Have you ever been down there? I have, but not during Bathurst. No. No, I've done the Bathurst course in a Nimbus. Remember those old Nimbuses? And it's 60 <laughs> kilometres an hour down Conrad, Conrad Strait. And it's like, the hill is like, it's steep. We had that thing. The thing didn't go over 80 kilometres an hour. We had that thing at like 120, full of eight blokes. If we got pulled over, <laughs> would have been would have, <laughs> 60. Fucking, yeah, it would have been over. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, great win for Bathurst 1000. I was sitting there. At, I actually was at Harry's when I was watching it. So I had Bathurst 1000. Um, we had Lemonchenko. And Lopez on one, and we had the Wallabies on the other. I was like, ah, going, oh, I don't know what to do. Oh, my God. <laughs> who's, who's Lemonchenko? Is that like Lemoncello? Is that like a dessert drink? That's what, that's what I call him. I, I know it's pronounced Lemachenko or whatever, but I say Lemonchenko. <laughs> just, just sounds better. Right. Can you put that as a cocktail on your uh, bar? I think that'd be a good one. Little that's, play on words and just you just not being able to say it. I believe that's the way the Ukrainians pronounce it. Lemonchenko. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a beautiful idea. Yeah, have a cocktail up there, the Lemonchenko, and have the description of it that it will it will hit you in the end. Yeah. It takes a, it takes a while, but it will hit you. It'll get you to round twelve. Okay, so going the distance. Han on tap and. Lemonchenko, it will hit you in the end. Okay, I've got a great <laughs> idea with podcasts in the park. Yeah. Lemonchenko, you marketing the purposes. distance. Oh, it's on. <laughs> Beautiful. That's all I got. Hey, great, uh, great weekend of sport and bloody Bathurst uh, 1000. Last time we see Holden and they take out the victory. Get around him. So, are you going to go back to a Holden, Sash, or are you just cruising around your big range now? To be honest, the Holden Colorado does is not much shop compared to the Ford Ranger, so I'm going to stick with the Ford Ranger for a bit. Ooh, okay. Mm, controversial, I know. Yeah, be, what uh, colour have you got? Red. I used to be withholden. Um, no, good, just black. Once you go black, you, you never go back. In two That's seconds, I've got someone randomly knocking on my door. Hang on a sec. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, oh uh, booty call. Uh, booty call. <laughs> Bring him in. Bring in him in. Yeah, I'm actually on the podcast, actually. <laughs> Oh, is it, what has she got there, you reckon? Uber Eats for sure. Yes, it's very yeah, no. no, no, I reckon it's the next door neighbour saying, tonight, I know you keep slipping notes under my door or... Party. <laughs> Let's see if we can hear the conversation. Perfect. Thank you. Oh, there was a thank oh. you at the end. There was a thank Hello. you. Booty call. Booty oh. call. I told you oh, eight. I said 8.30, oh, not, I said, I said not 7.30. Come back in an hour. I'll be finished. <laughs> I want to kiss you all over. <laughs> what have no I missed? Friend again. I want to say a new booty call. I was, was like it was early. Yeah, he was, <laughs> was well. An hour early. <laughs> No, uh, I've, uh, I need to get my pipes checked apparently here because uh, there's a leak. So, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't Mark Hunt driving down from Newcastle, was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I figured out where you live, Renee. Thought I'd just come and introduce myself. Uh, do your pipes need checking? Yeah, the pipes will work after that. Do your pipes need cleaning out. I am a plumber. <laughs> anyway, did you guys uh, hear about the leak that happened on the DLMs last night? Daily yeah, Telegraph leaked it, yeah, out Jack, the, the, the winners. Yeah. <laughs> How good would that be? Apparently, I saw the Jack White in an interview this morning. He said, like, some guy just came around taking all their phones off yeah. them and nobody understood why. <laughs> they just panicked. Imagine them, though, like the biggest rat bag footy players just losing their phone. I reckon they would have been more sweat on that than the Dallium score. Yeah. Oh, what do I do? How do I take nude pictures of people and then send it everywhere? 
<laughs> well, I was just more uh, talking about maybe Cleary wanting to do a TikTok, not. not oh, nerds, no, I know. Oh, I actually sent him a message, Chris. Remember, we went, did that infinity thing with him that time. And after uh, he made it to the finals, all I said was, mate, you've been playing well. Um, good luck. Um, when, you're, when this is all done, come up to Queensland. We'll do a couple of TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> and totally ignored the TikTok comment. Totally ignored it. <laughs> No he idea said, why. Uh, yeah, mate, thanks very much for the support. Um, hopefully we go all the way to the end. And it's like, what about my TikTok comment? <laughs> <laughs> um, my take like- on it, Dali M's, I think um, Cleary should have won. I think um, the problem is with the Dali M's is that if you've got uh, guys on your team that are also great players, they can take points away from you um, and not take anything away from Jack Wines. I, I was actually saying that it was going to be one of those ones where it was just like, oh, look, it's Cam's last year and his team's in the grand final, so let's just give it to him. Like, <laughs> let's, just, yeah. let's just add some points as we go. I thought he was going to get it the... his last year, though? Is it his well, last yeah, year? Why did he get chaired off it? at Queensland? Well, that why was not? a mistake, apparently. But he's, even he said, why did you jam me off? Because well, I could be back. If you think about it playing at Suncorp, Melbourne Storm's not, it's not their home ground. The home ground is in Melbourne, not Suncorp. No, but, but that means he's not going to be playing Origin again. So they were trying to give him his last send-off oh. in Queensland. He's retired, he was, retired He wasn't going to play Origin anyway. No, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. So it's going to be his last time playing at Suncorp generally. Unless he plays the Broncos next year because he's going around again and he wants to be the first person mm. ever to get 500 games. Get around like him. like I interviewed Greg Inglis, what? Well, been a couple of months ago and he's a good mate of mine and he said um, the only time he was ever quiet like this was when he retired from Origin. He goes, when he stays quiet like this it generally means... Maybe he's just staying quiet because he's sick of answering the same question. Well, maybe he what needs to make retire? a decision so other players' lives aren't hanging in the balance and to what club they're going to be heading to. Nah, How passionate am I about this? Like, I've got nothing against Cam nah. Smith personally but he's a Queenslander and I just am off it. <laughs> Listen, he's a Queenslander that plays for Melbourne Storm and you're a manly fan that supports New South Wales. He could not be more hated on your list if he tried. Fact. Even Fact. If, if, he, if he walked in your house and pissed on you at Christmas, he, you still wouldn't hate him any more than you do right now. <laughs> yeah, it would still be an equal amount of hatred. I'm with Chris. Yeah. What, I don't even know what to say to that. No, you're right. I wouldn't hate him Just anymore. say yes. Just say yeah. yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and what about, well, Coach of the Year? I would have agreed with that, though. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I was really uh, hoping it was going to be another meme with a with a Happy Meal. <laughs> Son, you deserved yourself a Happy Meal today. <laughs> I think that was on Ned's. So good. <laughs> Please so tell good. me you know the meme I'm talking about. No. Nope. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> just, Boy, um, just to flick you back to boxing, it's George Cambosis Jr. who gets the opportunity. Ah, okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, ended up phoning a friend for that one. I was like, oh, I'm going blank. <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I, hope, I hope somebody gives Lopez a good licking because he's a bit of a oh. cocky, arrogant asshole. Just, out of, just out of anger, I put um, money on him to get beaten in the first 60 seconds with a low mo. <laughs> I was like, mm. nah, 60 seconds, would have won two grand. But it wasn't like because I thought that was going to happen. I just wanted it to happen. Yeah, yeah. Just, and, that was, and that was the start of the fucking demise in your betting account, wasn't it? Yeah. That, <laughs> was, that was the beginning of the end. <gasps> no, I lost most of it at the races and then yeah you're trying to make it up that way <laughs> and then I was like I'll get back here watch me just put two grand in my account with a 60 second knockout nope mm. then I went round four and then I had money on round 10 so I did like a bit of a you know a shotgun splatter pellet effect did nothing oh. for me Renee who's the guy now I read about him and I don't know if he was fighting on the undercard for the lemon 
Chanko fight. Um, but there's a fella who's fought 15 um, matches and he's um, knocked out his opponents 15 times in the first round. Who is that? Yeah, I, did, I actually just saw an article on that before. Um, let me have a look. I think I might be able to get it up quite quickly. Um, Tyson is absolutely frothing on him. Yeah, and there was literally a countdown. Like the, the commentators were going, he's only got 20 more seconds to maintain his perfect knockout record in the first round. Oh, he's got him! And he hits him up against the ropes and knocked him straight out. Or yeah, out. Ty- Tyson basically said he's a, where is it? He's a fucking monster. Oh, <laughs> Actually, is it, is it the, that's what he yeah, yelled. It's Edgar it. Balenga. Is that right? Yeah. Balenga, yeah. yeah. And he, he yelled out to the fans, I'm a fucking monster. That's yeah, right. Seriously. I watched that fight. I did I did know the record though because I had it on mute because I was chasing the kids around but I had the fight on. I didn't, I didn't know that stat. That's yeah, good. 23 years old and was uh, he made his professional debut in April. Was he even with a big beard? Shaved no, he's got beard. shaved. No, 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 shaved. Yes, he's very cleanly shaved. Looks very young. Yeah, 23 maybe, years young. Maybe I didn't see that fight then. No. <laughs> yeah, he fought, he fought um, uh, a man of a dark skin. But you okay. can't say, you, or you can't say, you can, or you can't say a, a dark man, a black man. Like he fought a black man. That's, that's the fight. But he knocked him out, yeah. It was like, 20 seconds to go. Yeah. Quality. That's it, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the grand final. Or do you want the footy wash up or do you want to talk into footy grand finals? Where do you want to go? Where do you want to take this? Where's your money at? Um, Which grand final, AFL or NRL? Oh, NRL. NRL. Oh, okay. hey, Chris, I don't like to, I don't like to say this. Hey, I do not like to say this. I would love the Panthers to win, but I think the way if they both played like they played last week, I think Melbourne will win. They were just mm. too clinical. Um, they come out, they were passionate, they were firing. Um, you know, Panthers come out and they played well, but they were they were hit and miss. They do get kick out back for the grand final, huge boost. Um, but yeah, I don't know Melbourne on form. Hey, yeah, look, I, I I agree with you. I think I mean the bookies see it the opposite way around. The bookies have got the Stormers the favourites. I think they're a dollar sixty favourite against the two dollars twenty for the Panthers mm. so it's not bad odds that for the Panthers especially with kick out back like you say and, and they're playing incredibly well but Melbourne Storm have this tendency to just start raising the games when they need it they stand and start they, they start climbing the hill and then they peak just at the right time and, uh, you'd have to be an idiot to back against them you know mm-hmm. if it is Cam Smith's last game Craig Bellamy's one of his last seasons you know a lot of the players are going to be apart after this the Fox goes back to West you know players uh, already know that they're not going to be together next year and they Formed mm. this really incredible rapport, so mm-hmm. uh, I think, and, they, and they're playing some incredibly talented football. Cameron Munster seems to have come through the semi-final okay, so you'd expect him to be there as well. Um, but the Panthers have been so good; they've been honestly so good. It really is impossible to pick it I would say based on the season that I've seen I would have being a Storm fan I would still have the Panthers as the favourites to win it but like you say if you're going to base it on last week's game which you never can do for a grand final uh, I'd have to put the Storm in front so I'm honestly literally flip a coin Mm. yeah look I am going to say I want to uh, like it's another one of those ones where I'd want to put a bet on the Panthers just because that's where the heart says, but the gut says. Oh. Yes, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. I can't even say it out loud. <laughs> no, experience. <laughs> it's experience too. There's yeah. a lot of verse in finals mm. and grand finals. And yeah. uh, is it some stat, Chris, that have been in the last five to six grand finals? Five out of six? Oh, yeah. They're, look, they're... they're, they're You've seen it with the season in and season out. You know, they, they start off incredibly well, then they have this lull in the middle of the season. 
Melbourne Storm and then all of a sudden they just start rising again and then they never stop rising so it's um, it, it's it's pretty impressive to watch and yes I am a Melbourne fan but I also really appreciate the way that the Panthers have, the Panthers have pulled together Ivan Cleary and Nathan Cleary have really directed the whole ship I think they've been absolutely phenomenal and the halfback combination at the Panthers is you've just seen it grow each and every game right throughout the season it's been incredibly then they play now with such confidence you know you got your two young halfbacks and they're putting shots on people and giving people shit after they've put shots on them and I'm like yeah. who are these two people these, these two young kids were never anything like that at the start of the season but you see what playing well does you see what confidence does and now they're standing over people after they've smashed them like come on you're like whoa oh, man, this is great to see so it, it, it's yeah. it's pretty hard to kind of bet against that but in the same breath I think they'll get yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like the way they get around each other hey the Panthers and they do, they're very much like the, the Raiders like uh, before last week obviously but when the Raiders score a pie like, there's so much passion there the boys get around yeah. each other they're jumping on each other Panthers do the same thing hey they're like a really close the community since they're like 16 yeah it's good like you just imagine them all down at Penrith Panthers it's with an F Panthers Leagues Club just with their plastic schooners of beer because they can't have glass because everyone glasses each other just sipping beers together you know what I mean just get around and <laughs> How to completely ambush our audience. <laughs> oh boy. I don't, think, I don't think you're ever invited at Penrith Panthers League. No, I don't, I don't think you're heading to the riff. What about the NFL? You'd be well frothing on that at the moment, surely, Sash? Oh, I, to be honest, I haven't been following. Wow. It, there's too much going on um, with work and a few other bits and pieces, but um, like, please inform me by the sounds that Philadelphia Eagles are flying high. Oh, yeah, bird gang. One of the things that I saw recently was um, it's kind of just showing how Tom Brady's the, the oldest ever human in the world to ever play NFL. I think he's 45 or something at the moment. But it was like this contrasting photo that was taken after the game um, against the Packers on Monday night. And he was yeah. interviewing this, or not interviewing, he was having a chat to one of the players. And it was the son of a bloke that he used to play play with. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's was, crazy. Uh, who was it? They said, I think I found the name before. Has he, he still been playing well? Yeah, Brady? apparently. So, um, I mean, the boys were talking about, some of my mates were talking about the other week, and they said him and uh, Gronk are just still on fire. Um, but where but, are the yeah. Buccaneers? Have you got any, I don't know, I'm coming at you with a few things. You, you are coming at me because I actually thought you were going to be on top of it, so I, I only came in with little tidbits like this, so I could just be like, hey. Can we just finish that chat on the, on the funny meme? with um, Gronk and Tom Brady have you seen it where they just sat laughing at each other I've got no idea what they're laughing at but Gronk <laughs> laughing at Brady and Brady laughing back at Gronk has me in fits of giggles and I don't even know what they're laughing at they're just laughing in such a hilarious way and I'm just <laughs> Gronk's like <laughs> he laughs like that and Brady's going <laughs> and I don't know what it's about but it's fucking brilliant well, well, he goes, the, the Buccaneers are on top of the NFC South they've won four lost two so all the doubters out there for Tom Brady pretty sure the evidence says go fuck yourself That's the fact he's literally playing against his mate's son. That's crazy, eh? Uh, who was it? It was uh, John Runyon Jr. I don't know why I just made that South African, but that's what I went with. This is not where I parked my car. You cannot park here. You cannot park here. I'm allowed to. I lived with a Saffa for about three years of my life. I'll never get back, so I can. 
This is my get square. Well, Sasha, you've got a pub that you need to go and hit. And boys, I'm pretty sure we've wrapped up enough of the sport this week because I think it's all going to come out after the grand final. We can unleash the beast on all the games and obviously delve a little bit more into our American sports. How's that sound? Sounds delightful. Sounds terrible. You never even let me talk about racing. Oh, my God. I do. Just because you're shit at tipping and punting, you just fucking totally disregarded all racing. <laughs> Complete you know, PTSD. I've, I've, been ignoring my, I've been ignoring my kids to write notes. <laughs> Yeah, right, Chris. Uh, Set us off, mate. Set us off, buddy. Give us a hand. We need a hot tip. We need a hot tip for this weekend too. I won the punters club with Barry Elligan, so I just need another one. Good man. Keep going. Look, listen. I've got a. We've got the Monaco stakes on Friday night at Mooney Valley, and then we've got the Cox Plate Saturday Mooney Valley also. But tomorrow, um, depending when this goes to air, but I'll tell you, doesn't really matter. We've got the Geelong Cup. (laughs) Okay. Now, German galloper that's going to be running there called Ash Run. It's the first. It's his first run in Australia, but it comes over here with massive rap. Friend of ours, Sonny Roth, is part owner on that, and uh, they've got enormous, enormous tickets on this thing. So that's in the Geelong Cup tomorrow called Ash Run. Mm-hmm. Um, tomorrow, nice. race two at, at Randwick. My horse runs. Yes, oh, it does. Is the bet back on? Um, no, because he's not running against Cliffy's horse, but oh. it will be back on, providing uh, there. So he's out to 1400 meters tomorrow. After winning 1200, it was obvious that he wants the extra trip. So this is really, really um, good times for us. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed, he goes all right but betting suggests that he won't he won last start and he opened up six dollars he's out to thirteen dollars now so really what is that for me absolutely no idea i thought it was kind of impressive last one i'm looking at the stats on the other horses there's a couple of unbeaten horses in there gay waterhouse chris waller's got a few others in there as well as ours um so there seems a bit of class in the race but i think a big track like that getting back and flashing home will kind of suit him so so fingers crossed but friday night the manicado stakes this some um some incredible punning to be had now, Colding ran um, incredibly well the other day. He'll be in the Cox Plate as well. And Huey Bowman's jumped off him after track work and said he's absolutely flying. What we did see uh, last weekend over the Everest was trekking run fourth behind Classic Legend. It's favourite on Friday night at $3.50. Dirty work came off the back of a Group 2 win at Caulfield. The Shellacke, actually really impressive win. Willie Pike retains that ride. And he got Pippi at six fifty as well for Damian Lane. Again, coming off the back of a win. So, an incredible night of racing on Friday night. And then Saturday, we have the uh, Cox Plate. Now, horse that we've all backed before. Russian Camelot will start favourite. It's drawn mm-hmm. barrier 15 of 50. So, um, but over, over 2,000 metres, it is apparently the trainer says he doesn't really care about that he's not overly fussed it's great horse Arcadia Queen beat Russian Camelot last time out that's in there at 5.50 as well probably class horse in the race but the horse that I'm really really loving and have been ever since it served me incredibly well is Mugger 2 oh yes another one of Sonny's horses yep love that horse if you were were smart enough to back it yesterday before the barrier draw you would have got boosted $67 and $10 the place $67 to win $10 the place it would you would have got yesterday but if you're going to back it now you're going to get $26 and $6.50 a place so still oh, good it's, 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 still yeah. it's got a lot it's got a lot to do look Mugger 2 is a kind of horse that likes to wind up and Mooney Valley is a tight track with a short straight so where wins that one Chris? that one's on Saturday for the Cox Plate so you're saying then oh, right. if he, it's not going to be a good one for him because it's a tight track well uh, you see now I've also had insight from Johnny Allen who's a jockey he said he's handled the track incredibly well mm-hmm. but what he does have he doesn't have an incredible turn of foot he has a sustained turn of foot so 
it can get it can click up quite quickly and it can hold that kind of running so if he can attack the line from about 800 meters a thousand out and start his run quite early and position himself early on around midfield or just better than midfield i think he'll be a really good contention and i think at six dollars fifty a place that's massive overs massive massive overs is is look is against some incredible horses in the race arcadia queen russian camelot probable colding is apparently flying so dragonette is also going incredibly well he's so all big names are standing up aren't they there's a lot a lot of great horses cox plate winks won it four times in a row and now it's somebody else's turn you know so mm. they're all going to be there to take that title away so uh, and fingers crossed for our mate sonny and um for all the punters out there it's mugatu mm. yeah but i just put money on him right then <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not even joking. And, I was wondering um, why he disappeared from video. It's because yeah. he's gone off that and he's on his yeah. phone. And, and you know what else I've got here? And I don't remember putting this on. I must have been shit-faced. I've got $75 for some reason on Donald Trump to win the US presidential election. <laughs> Well, I don't know why I put 75 on, but that's, that's what I've got him on. Get around. <laughs> What's he paying? Uh, he was paying $2.50, I think. Biden was like $1.70. Yeah, $2.50, I got him. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> I mean, oh. I'll tell you what, if, if Trump doesn't get re-elected just because of the dance moves that he's throwing out at every oh kind of God. rally, then... Make him stop. He's just like, you yeah. guys dancing, really? Please. Please, you would have forgotten how to dance by the time you finally get out. Mate, I've got mirrors all over this house and music blaring constantly. I'm tearing up dance floors. We have had the carpet layer in relay a new carpet after I rip it off the time. Oh boy. What were you watching the Jungle Book today? You were singing us the Jungle Book on your Instagram. Wonderful. Yeah. The, the original from 1967. Older than I don't I like the new one. The new the one that can ruins it. It's like the Lion King. The new Lion King. I hated that. Can't do that. Yeah. yeah. You can't be an original. Righto guys. Love to stay around and chat sport but I've got some piss to drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to go straight to the bar and then, you know, so I'll take some pictures for you guys and send it to you. No, I really do. can't Please wait. Please do. <laughs> but we'll have a chat to you after about four mid-strengths and you can't speak slowly words. <laughs> <laughs> you All right. Thank Love you so you. much, Sasha and Carlo. Uh, he's not here today. So, Chris, thank you very much to you. Um, again, he's probably up just polishing his balls, ready to go and play another game of soccer. Uh, <laughs> hopefully be back. Sasha, get around his bar. Harry's Sports Bar, is that what it is? Harry's Sports Bar, that's it. Yeah, and uh, if you can just sign a petition for Smithy to be able to get out on the golf course, that would be also fantastic as well. Like, subscribe, share the podcast, get around the Instagram, all of the above. It is a sport project and we will see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Love you guys.